Blog Talk Radio. This episode is brought to you in part by the Brain Injury Association of America. The BIAA's mission is to advance awareness, research, treatment, education, and to improve the quality of life for all people affected by brain injury. They are dedicated to increasing access to quality health care and raising awareness and understanding of brain injury. Learn more about the BIAA at BIAA.org. The opinions stated in this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of the Brain Injury Association of America. Hello, everyone. I'm Amy Zalmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in 2014. I'm a contributor to the Huffington Post, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council. And I recently released my first book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. You can learn more about me at facesoftbi.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Today, I am chatting with former Miss Oregon, Allie Wallace. Allie was Miss Oregon 2015, and, and she's also a traumatic brain injury survivor and advocate. In 2010, Allie became the first female founding member of Brain Champions, a national organization focused on raising the standards of care in youth sports. Allie later became involved with Think First Oregon, where she traveled to schools throughout Oregon educating students on the seriousness of traumatic brain injuries and sharing her story. During her year of service, Allie traveled throughout Oregon, Washington, California, and Arizona sharing her traumatic brain injury story and inspiring and educating others. Although Allie is no longer Miss Oregon, she continues her advocacy on the national level for the serious and visible injury through organizations like Brain Champions, Think First Oregon, and many others. So Allie, welcome to the show. I am so thrilled to have you here today. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be on. Yeah, and you just crowned the new Miss Oregon just a few weeks ago, right? I did. So I crowned our new Miss Oregon on um, July 2nd. So I'm not even a month into retirement, but um, it's been really (laughs) fun so far. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and you and I first connected uh, about a year ago. Um, I interviewed you for a Huffington Post piece because you were going on to the Miss America pageant and using TBI as your platform. And I just thought that was so inspiring for others to hear about, um, you know, what a great platform to be able to use to bring some awareness. So, Allie, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about your story and how you received your TBI? Sure. So um, when I was a freshman in high school, I sustained a traumatic brain injury from um, cheerleading. So I was um, a freshman on the varsity team, and at my school I was, um, kind of hard to do, and if you were on varsity, you had uh, you really had to just kind of earn and prove your worth to stay and keep your spot on the team. Uh, especially being a freshman, you didn't want to you know hold anyone back. So I um, decided I was going to practice some tumbling, and um, I, I my tumbling was kind of my weakest 
point when it came to cheerleading, and I knew that I needed um, a backtrack to stay on the varsity team. Um, so I went to a dance studio, which is not equipped for tumbling, um, and I decided to practice some of some roundoff back handsprings, which I'd done before and I was very comfortable with. Um, but the only problem was I was doing them in a place that wasn't meant for tumbling, and I had no supervision. And so I was practicing these roundoff back handsprings, which is essentially a running back flip onto your hands, when I decided I was going to try doing a roundoff back tap, which is um, a running back flip with no hands. And I was confident in myself that I could do it, regardless of I've ne- I had never done it before. I didn't have a tumbling coach or instructor in the room with me, and I wasn't on um, any sort of cheer or gymnastic mat. Um, and so I went to do this roundoff back tap, and instead of landing on my feet, I land. I rotated about 180 degrees in the air. Um, I was probably about five feet in the air, and I landed on. Um, the bottom of my head, top of my neck, and my whole body kind of just crushed on top of itself. Um, and then the next thing I can kind of remember is I didn't have any vision at all in my left eye, and I had very limited vision in my right eye. Um, and not knowing anything about a brain injury at the time, I, you know, I really hadn't even heard of the term, um, that was not something that came to mind of, oh, you know, something's got to be wrong in my head. I just kind of um, was raised with the mentality through sports and um, cheerleading that you kind of shake it off, you brush it off, you just got your bell rung, um, and you'll be fine, even though, you know, as soon as I opened up my eyes, uh, you know, I had the symptoms of a traumatic brain injury, but because I didn't have any education or background on what that is or what that looks like, I couldn't identify that um, at all. Yeah, you know, and I think that's so common, um, what you just said about, you know, you just shake it off, you got your bell rung, you get back in there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the term traumatic brain injury, I mean, it's not a new term, but it's a term I had never heard before. And, you know, originally I was told I had a concussion, and it wasn't for a couple weeks that the word traumatic brain injury even came into my vocabulary. Um, And then... I started learning more about it and understanding a concussion is a brain injury. And, you know, I just think that's the biggest misconception out there is, you know, a concussion is no big deal. Mm-hmm. Brush it off, walk it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as yeah. you know, as well as I do, it doesn't, it, it, and you know, it, it doesn't go away as quickly as one would hope that it does. No, no, it's not. Everyone thinks, Oh, you know, you heal in a week. Well, Actually, for a very, very mild um, brain injury, which is concussion, traumatic brain injury, um, it's a three-month recovery, which is, I mean, quite long, you know, for, um, you know, just a, a small fall. But people don't know that. They just think, oh, maybe a couple of days or a week and you're good. And, um, it's really mm-hmm. sad to see how many people even hit their head very hard. And clearly it's not a minor injury, but because of, poor education when it comes to brain, your brain yes. and brain injuries, they think, oh, I'm fine in like a week. And so many times I've, I've talked to people about my platform and they've said that they've, you know, had one and they were like, yeah, you know, I was fine after a couple of weeks. I was like, well, when was your injury? And they said, oh, a month ago. And I go, well, you're not fine. You still have a brain injury. And they're like, really? That makes yeah. so much sense. You know, I still have dizziness or headaches or I can't think clearly. And I'm like, 
yep, you're still you're still concussed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my injury. Did you lose consciousness at all? That you're Sorry, aware what was of? That? Did you lose consciousness at all? Oh, consciousness. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't lose consciousness. If I did, it was like for you know a second where I was just blacked a out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So and and my mom was thankfully in the room and saw it, and so she kind of ran um, over to me and was kind of screaming my name. And um, you know, at that point, it's kind of hard to like think. It almost feels like you're waking up out of a dream. Um, after that hit, because everything is like really just disoriented. Um, I, it was hard to see, so it was kind of hard to tell what was happening in those moments. But um, um, yeah, I don't think I did. <laughs> hmm. Well, I would think your mom probably would have known, you know, if it was more than just a couple seconds. But that—that that was kind of my other mm-hmm. point too. Is people think you have to lose consciousness. Um, to act kind of brain injury. And I don't even know, like, where that ever came from um, because clearly that's not true. Um, No, it's, yeah. I don't, yeah. And in my case, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure I was unconscious for a minute or two because my dog had walked quite a ways away from me, you know, so she had had some time to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I'm just over, I'm probably close to two and a half years out from mine, and I'm still recovering from some of it. I'm, a lot of the, the, yeah. the, like, the dizzy and the balance and the fogginess, a lot of that has gotten better, but I still have mm-hmm. short-term memory problems. I still have word problems, and, you know, it's, people just don't understand the length of reco- recovery for a somewhat mild injury. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, I'm so glad that you're out there and you're talking about it. Um, So (laughs) tell us some of the ways that you are using. So obviously when you were involved with the Miss America pageant, you used it as your platform. Um, Mm -hmm. And so tell us some of the, some of the ways that you've been using your platform. You're, you know, you have this ability to reach a lot more people because of, you know, having the crown. Um, so what are some mm-hmm. ways that you were reaching out to people and what was the message you were spreading? Yeah, so I got um, tons and tons of messages on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and emails from, from people uh, during my year of service that were just kind of thanking me for um, talking about this issue because um, a lot of them were people who had either had a traumatic brain injury or a family member or friend who did, and they they were just so thankful that there was someone out there that um, could be a voice for this community because it's it's a, you know it is a it's a small community but it's a big community at the same time because there's a lot more traumatic brain injuries <laughs> than we know, um, but there's only a small percent that actually know and understand what they've gone through and so I, I've had lots of people just reaching out and thanking me um, for sharing my story um, and being brave in that way because um, you know I've, I've had people say you know they're they're still like it's hard for them to talk about because um, it was such a hard time in their lives and and so it's really it, it really kind of you know, after all these years of volunteering and advocating, you know, um, when I became Miss Oregon, you know, all, all that hard work kind of paid off and I could kind of see where I, I truly did make a difference, uh, you know, because it's kind of hard when you're behind the scenes for so long and, and then when you 
um, kind of get into that spotlight and you see the impact you are able to make, it's, it's truly incredible. It really is. And, you know, you talked about how people would reach out to you on Twitter and Facebook and email. Um, and I know that's kind of what I experienced when I wrote my first Huffington Post piece. Like, I was mm-hmm. thinking maybe one or two people would ever even see it. <laughs> and then, you know, like 30,000 likes later, um, you know, I had hundreds of emails and messages from people. And that's when you really realize, wow, I, I can make a difference. And it is, like you said, it's a small community. I mean, it affects millions of people. So, I mean, it's not like a small, it's the third leading cause of death in the United States. I mean, it's it's a huge mm-hmm. epidemic. But, but at the same time, it is. It's a very close-knit group of people. And, you know, I have 4,400 people in my Facebook group. And they just need somewhere to go and be around other people who've experienced it. Because, you know, people mm-hmm. kind of think you're crazy. I mean, I just, I had someone yeah. the other day tell me that I need to quit using it as an excuse. And I just, it really took me aback. And I looked at her oh and I'm like, um, it's, not an ex- it's not an excuse. Um, this is me accepting it. Like, yeah. you know, like when I tell you I need you to slow down or repeat something because, you know, I'm still recovering from brain injury like, oh, that's just an excuse. You need to quit using it as a crutch. And I'm like, you don't understand. This is this is permanent. This is this isn't gonna go away. Like, yeah. You know, and what? Just, what? Um. Like, why? It's like, why would you need them to slow down if it wasn't for that reason? You know, like, why would you lie? Exactly. Something like that. Um, that's <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, it, it makes me kind of laugh and it makes me angry and it makes me kind of sad at the same time because there's so many people out there that are like that and they just don't have any information on what it is. And so it's it's really sad to me that uh-huh. there's so many people, you know, imagine if they had a son or daughter who experienced a traumatic brain injury and they had to deal with that and, you know, um, potentially put their child at risk because they're saying you're fine you can go back and, yeah. and play a sport yeah. or something or um you know it's that much harder for them to help with their you know child or brother or sister or spouse um to cope with that mm-hmm. you know i speak at a lot of local rotary groups so those are comprised mm-hmm. of lots of like small business owners and i give my presentation about 20 minutes and I had a guy come up to me after one, and he thanked me. He's like, you know, my wife had she had a brain surgery. Hello. She had a brain oh, surgery wow. four years ago. And I give her grief because I didn't think that it could still possibly be her brain injury causing her. Like, she gets lost oh a lot in the car. She, like, loses her train of thought. He's like, I just, I didn't think it could possibly still be that. He's like, so mm-hmm. thank you for speaking because now I understand. Now I realize I need to be a little more patient with her. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. when you have those moments of, yes, this is why I do this, <laughs> um, as I'm sure you've experienced along the way. Um, Allie, tell us a little bit about what it was like going into, you know, going back. What was your first pageant? Was it Miss Oregon or did you have a city one? My first pageant was um I competed for Miss Oregon's upstanding teen and I was um I had won Miss Washington County's upstanding teen um 
And that was uh, about, gosh, I don't even, I want to say like eight months. Not, no, 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 it's I'm sorry. I'm like, I have no idea. I think it was probably a year after my brain injury. And at that time, I didn't, I still didn't understand what was really going on in my injury. And I didn't uh, understand how big of an epidemic it was and how important it was to speak on. So mm-hmm. I, um, I actually had a different platform at the time. Um, and it was just about volunteering um, in general. And it wasn't until probably a couple months after um, winning Miss Washington County's Outstanding Team that I kind of, my, my eyes were opened and I um, finally understood what I was going through was important and needed to be talked about. And that's when I um, was invited to join Brain Champions, and um, which is a national organization started by all people who either um, had a traumatic brain injury or lost a son or daughter because of a traumatic brain injury. And um, I was the first uh, girl to be a part of that group who had a traumatic brain injury. Um, and I think, I, I, think, I want to say I'm one of the only girls that had gotten a brain injury from cheerleading that's now a part of that group. Uh, but it's, it's really incredible. And, and uh, it's a, I mean, it's an incredible thing to be a part of because all those people who are in that group have either gotten different laws passed in their states um, in regards to uh, raising the standards of care when it comes to youth sports or um, even just small little things like getting uh, brand new football helmets every year or things like that. How awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, youth sports, I think if we can really start getting youth and the parents, well, and the coaches too, I suppose I would throw in there too, but really educating them. And I know some Schools are a lot better than other schools at really watching mm-hmm. for the signs and pulling kids and, and accommodating them in school. Um, and so I, you know, I just think it's so important for that demographic because, you know, that brain injury, the damage is permanent. And so it's yes. a secondary impact. You know, like if you have an accident when you're 16 on the football field and then when you're 25 you have a car accident, it can just be all that much worse because of that first mm-hmm. impact, you know. Um, so I think really getting that message out there and, and making um, the whole youth sports world a lot more aware of what's happening. Um, yeah. So, Allie, we talked before, and you kind of mentioned how when you were on the when you were doing your interviews and such with your Miss Oregon and Miss America pageant, um, that you were always a little nervous that you would like stumble on your words or like not be able to mm-hmm. remember what they're asking you. Um, how how was that for you, and how did you kind of combat that? Because I think that's really inspiring for our <laughs> listeners. Because um, it is really super intimidating to be in front of like. It's it. Well, probably millions of people because you're on live TV. <laughs> um, and to know that you have these cognitive problems. So how did you kind of like psych yourself up for that and all that? So it took a lot of practice. So um, I I did a lot of, um, you know, things, just practicing answering questions, whether it was in my head or with my mom or um, things like that to kind of train myself to stay on track because I think so often I will get a question and I'll maybe get passionate about something and start talking and then run into some other tangent and I'll, you know, by the time I finish, I'll have no idea what the question was. 
took a lot of practice. Yeah, it took a lot of practice, and I really had to. Um, I, I think I had to really almost kind of meditate before going into interview or answering a question because I needed to just keep my heart rate down and low and 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 just really take my time and listen to the question because I think I think this might even just be for a lot of people in general when you're, you know, going to speak in front of someone or you have a little bit of pressure or a little bit of anxiety, um, I think you tend to not um, be as focused or, or you might kind of drift off because you're focusing on, uh, you know, a hundred other things, like not, like trying not to mess up. <laughs> so um, right. I really had to focus and make sure I took the time to listen to that question, ask myself, did I understand what they were saying? Take, like, you know, take a minute in between, not just answer it as soon as the, the person gets done asking it and give myself some time. Um, but, you know, I I learned to kind of love the on-stage question portion, I think because that's my opportunity to talk about this issue that's so important to a large crowd. And, um, you know, it's kind of fun because they have to listen to you. You know, they don't have a choice. And there's so many people out there thinking, you know, gosh, is, is she going to be able to do it? Is she going to be able to answer it? Or maybe even hoping you choke because they want their friend or girl they're supporting to do better. So, um, you know, they're, they're taking the time to listen to you. So um, I, I really had to tell myself that's my opportunity to make a difference and and make sure all of those people that are listening so intently to what I have to say um, are taking something away from from my, my answer. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's I just the, the magnitude of stress to do that without a brain injury. <laughs> you know, like my knees yeah. would be shaken anyway. Um and then yeah. just that element of knowing that this is one of your deficits to begin with. I just yeah. Mm-hmm. I I love that you did meditation before. That's something that I've really been trying um Mm-hmm. to impart on other survivors is to try and do some meditation. And um, I've actually been doing some videos and, and, how, and just how to do it. Because it's not hard to do. People just don't know how to do it. Um, and so mm-hmm. really just explaining to people how to meditate. Um, you know, yeah. it's actually very quite simple. You can do it anywhere. I mean, you can do it two seconds before walking out on that stage. And yeah. it really does bring that heart rate down. It's just so... You get a couple breaths, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, my God, I feel so much more grounded. Um, and I've been doing a lot of yoga. I don't know if you do yoga. You seem like you do yoga, though. I do a lot of yoga yes. to try and keep me grounded and get my ba- keep my balance under control because I still have some balance issues. Yeah. That was a, another struggle of mine, especially going to Miss America. Um, so my balance is off because of my brain injury. And that especially sucks because I'm a dancer, and it's very essential to dancing, yeah. having you know a center of balance. So um, that was that was hard, and especially when you know you are a little bit anxious because you're performing in front of a lot of people. So um, yeah, yeah, I I've tried yoga, and, and that does help. I I'm bad about going to classes because the gym I go to doesn't offer very many um, yoga classes, so um, it doesn't fit my schedule. It's really hard to to go in anywhere, but it really, it, it, yoga does help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do it at home. I I only do about 15 to 20 minutes. That's about, that's about my attention span. <laughs> so I don't even go to classes because they're an hour and I can't do an hour. It's 
too much for uh, me still, but I'll get there someday. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, like when I have gone to classes, I'm like, can this be like 30 minutes or something? Or can we have a break? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you're talking about balance um, on stage at the Miss America. And, I mean, what do you have on like eight-inch heels on top of it all? <laughs> I, I can't yeah. even imagine. <laughs> yeah, and that floor is very, very slippery. So, you know, oh, even if you man. weren't dancing, I just walking in heels on that stage is, is, I mean, that's grounds right there for another brain injury. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. So, Allie, what, what are some words of wisdom you have for someone who has maybe just recently gotten a TBI or a loved one of someone who just recently had a TBI? What are some words of wisdom? Because, you know, in the beginning, it's really scary. You don't know if you're going to get better. It's very lonely and depressing, and you just don't have much energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some words of wisdom you would offer to a new TBI survivor? I would say um, being patient. Um, Absolutely. Easier said than done. Yeah, so being being patient is, I know, it is so much easier said than done because when you go from living one lifestyle and you, you know, pretty much do a 180 and and have to take things down like 20 notches and, um, you know, you can't do things that you once were doing so easily or so often, it's really frustrating. And so I would say patience because that's the only thing that's going to get you to recovery. That's the only thing that's going to, um, you know, keep you safe and keep you healthy. Um, and, and take it slow. Take things very slow. Um, if, and, and don't be, don't be scared to ask someone for help. Um, and if you don't have someone that you can talk to, um, there are so many resources out there. There's actually, you know, um, I would just look in, in your own communities and see what sort of there's different TBI, you know, support groups out there and, and people that will listen. And, um, you know, make sure you go in and talk to your doctors. If you need you need to leave work for a while, make sure you get those doctors Um, You know, take the steps that you need to to keep yourself safe from, um, you know, losing a job or, um, you know, your home or your family or friends. Um, you know, do do whatever you can to keep your life in check while you recover. Yeah. You know, it really it really disrupts your whole life and mm-hmm. those around you. You know, like if, if you're the main money maker in the family, you know, it disrupts the entire family. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's important to continue loving yourself. And if you're the spouse or the caregiver, you know, to continue offering a lot of support and love because it is, it's really, it's really isolating and it's really, really scary because you just, you still don't quite know if you're going to get better or not. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And patience. Yeah. That's so hard, but so true. I, it's very hard, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Still not patient. <laughs> well, Allie, thank you so very much for being here today. I really appreciate you taking the time. And um, Allie actually reviewed my book and wrote, offered me a little testimonial on my book too when that first came out. So again, I want to thank you for that for being a part of my book and my journey. Oh, um, it's been great to I get was... to know you. And 
Yeah. I, I love following you. I can't wait to see what you do next because I know you're <laughs> going to do great things with the brain injury community. So thank you for everything oh, you do you. for all of us. We, we appreciate you. And keep up the great work, girl. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And I loved your book. I was so excited when you sent me that copy. And thank you so much for including me yes. um, in such an important piece of piece of literature. I mean, it's a really incredible book. Uh, and thank you for thank you thank for just you. sharing your story with everyone because that's a hard thing to do. Um and it was a it was a lovely It book. is. Well thank you, Allie, and we will touch base again, I am sure. But thank you. Have a great week. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. And thank everyone for listening. I appreciate you being here today. And I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And I hope that you'll join me again tomorrow. Um, I will be speaking with um, with Adam, Pep- Adam Pepitan tomorrow at 1230 Central Time. He's a TBI survivor that was shot in the head in a drive-by shooting at the age of 19. So I hope that you will tune in tomorrow and hear Adam's story. Again, be sure to visit my website, facesoftbi.com, and you can see all of our recent and um, previous podcasts there. So thank you so much for joining. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all again next time. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit CarShield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at CarShield.com audio. That's CarShield.com audio.